about four-man rush. Newton in the pocket. He's hit and sacked inside the five. The ball is free. Denver's got it. Touchdown, Denver. Malik Jackson got the ball. Von Miller with the sack. Well, handoff. C.J. Anderson left guard into Kukli. Into Keekley. Second effort to the goal line. Touchdown, Denver. C.J. Anderson with the first offensive touchdown for the Broncos in this game. And if you haven't started already, you can officially start now in the Mile High City and Rocky Mountain region because the Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. I think I'll make a good decision, and uh, I think I'll be at peace with it whichever way it goes. But uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to, to tonight being with my family. And, uh, and my friends and some teammates and, and celebrating this special special victory and this special win. The Asman and Butte Podcast starts right now. From Los Angeles, California, it's the Asman and Butte Show. It's a Super Bowl 50 recap edition of the program. And as we sit down and record this podcast, Dan, it's about 10.30 at night on Super Bowl Sunday. We just saw a tremendous football game, I thought, between the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos. Super Bowl 50 is in the books, and it's Peyton Manning's Broncos squad that's going out on top. We have so much to get to. we got to break down the game, obviously, what it means for Peyton Manning's legacy, how Cam Newton acted at the postgame podium moments ago, we'll certainly touch on. But we saw a really good game. But before we really dive into it, it is your birthday. A happy birthday Thank to you. Thank you very and much. I hope you enjoyed a, a great birthday. You turned 21. You got to see a pretty good football game. It was a great game. A really, really good was. Super Bowl. No, it, it was a good game. And, you know, obviously the Denver Broncos taking Super Bowl 50, 24-10. They played really well. I thought defensively. I mean, we talked about it in our preview show the other night. What is Carolina going to have to do to lose this game? Turn over the football. Something they haven't done all year. 18 games, they haven't really turned over the football at all. Cam's only thrown three interceptions. He's hardly fumbled. And what happened tonight? He fumbles twice and he's intercepted. Both fumbles resulted in one a fumble for the touchdown and then a drive that led to a Denver Bronco touchdown. That was really the icing on the cake in the ball game. The de- Just the bottom line is the Carolina Panthers did not get the job done tonight. And disappointing because they just offensively, they never got in a rhythm. And the MVP of the game, Von Miller, you know, the two forced fumbles, both of them obviously becoming touchdowns, and then his two and a half sacks, was the elite player in this game, at least on the defensive side of the ball for either team. Well, the talk leading into this game was about how can Denver win? Everyone would start it off, well, if Denver does this or if Denver does that, everyone was taking Carolina. And you know what? Even though I picked Denver on the show, in the back of my mind, it was more, you know, I want to see Peyton Manning win. That's well, I, right, I, I just Denver. thought, just from looking at the game, that Denver uh, was at a disadvantage, obviously, and, and that Carolina had the advantage and the edge was the better team going into this game. But my heart of hearts, we talked about it. We wanted to see Peyton win one last championship and really put the icing on the cake on his career and shut the door on his legacy. And now an over 500 postseason record at 14 and 13 Peyton Manning, he's one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, I said it. If he won this game, it would quiet the haters and the people that said he couldn't win a big game, he wasn't good when it mattered the most. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl MVP, and he has taken two franchises to two Super Bowls and has won two Super Bowls with uh, and each, each with a different franchise. Won Super Bowls with two different franchises. Unbelievable career. And we said it. He will forever be remembered as an Indianapolis Colt, but now also, he wrote his book 
and his legacy as a Denver Bronco. Well, when we talk about Peyton Manning, you're absolutely right. Two-time Super Bowl champion, and he deserves this because really for the first time in his career, he was backed up by a tremendous defense. Peyton Manning became a game manager. He didn't throw a touchdown tonight. He threw one, only one interception. Didn't even throw for more than 145 yards. He finished with 141 yards in the air. The storyline of this football game is the Broncos' defense. They were tremendous. And one of the things that we all said for people picking Denver, for people trying to come up with ways Denver would win this football game was, hey, I don't know if Peyton Manning has a three-touchdown performance in him. And it proved tonight he really didn't. He didn't do all that much. But this Broncos defense was tremendous. They hit Cam Newton on almost every play. Cam Newton got hit on 43% of his dropbacks. And you look at what this Denver Broncos defense did tonight. They had, obviously, the two forced fumbles. One of them led to a touchdown. So they had a defensive score. And they went up early. 10-0, and with the way this defense has been rolling through the playoffs, 10-0, you felt really good about the Broncos' chances. They were great tonight. You mentioned Von Miller just before, Dan. He was absolutely tremendous. All over the field two weeks ago against Tom Brady and the Patriots. was just as good. And tonight, good reason why he was the MVP. The two forced fumbles, had a bunch of sacks, some pressure. Him and DeMarcus Ware were, were tremendous on that defensive front for the Broncos, and they earned this because for them to win, they need to be as good, if not better, than they were two weeks ago against Tom Brady and the Patriots and they lived up to the task. Cam Newton who went from dabbing on all over the field, running up and down the field doing whatever he wants on the field as the league MVP. They shut him down and Newton from the beginning of this game we saw it on that opening drive. Missed a couple throws that you never seen Cam Newton miss. They got in his head. They put pressure on him and we saw Cam Newton just like we saw Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger the previous weeks in this postseason look human. And I think one thing that really stood out was just Cam Newton, uh, you know, in the post game, leaving his press conference early. Uh, just not not characteristic you want to see out of your quarterback, out of anyone on your team. Nevertheless, your captain, your MVP, the MVP of the league, and your quarterback, Cam Newton. And, I, you know, it was weird. Or the, you know, pregame start, and you're watching the pregame, and he comes out there, and he's wearing the MVP cleats. He's really got to wear cleats that say MVP on it. I just, I just think it's a little ridiculous, and I think he's trying to be a little flashy. And I think when the game started and the light shined, he was a little off. He maybe might have been a little nervous. And you give a lot of credit to the Denver Broncos and Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, and the rush that was coming in, uh, and the pass rush. But I think Newton, when he had time in the pocket, he missed throws. He missed throws to Ted Ginn. He missed throws to Jericho Cotri. He missed throws to all his targets, even Greg Olson. I mean, Greg Olson really wasn't a huge factor in this game. So I just think Cam Newton would never got comfortable. Uh, I think the Denver's game plan, Wade Phillips' game plan on the defensive side of the ball was outstanding. And the, just when you thought the Carolina Panthers could get something going offensively, they're not able to. And you look at what this defense did, and we talked about it, but you said your point about Cam Newton, and I'll touch on this right now. Cam Newton's comments in the post-game press conference moments ago, for those listening to this podcast when we release it on Monday, I'm sure you'll see the news by now. He stormed out of his post-game press conference. When you're the MVP of the league, when you're the CEO of your team, when you're a quarterback in the NFL, a franchise quarterback, the face of the franchise, you're the CEO of the team. You can't be acting like that. And Cam's critics say, hey, you know, win with class, lose with class. You know what? You're giving all those people extra ammunition. I'm one of those guys that's like, you know what, Cam? If you want to celebrate, that's fine. But you better show some professionalism and some respect when you lose. Well, you're dabbing on the field. 
field, you're wearing the MVP cleats. It's nonsense. It's garbage, and I'm tired of it because Cam Newton this, Cam Newton that. Well, you know what? Mariano Rivera answered every single question in 2001 after the Diamondbacks won Game 7 and Mariano blew the save. You win with class, then you better lose with class. You want to make it about yourself when you wear these wacky outfits to team meetings and to press conferences and call out the media and try and make things a race thing when it's not. The bottom line is win with class and lose with class. And Cam Newton's actions were disgraceful. He didn't play well tonight. 18 of 41, 265, that one pick, and the two costly uh, fumbles that the Broncos defense forced. But you know what? If Cam Newton won, he would have been screaming for attention. Me, 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 me. And you know what? That's all fine and well when you're winning. But when you lose, show some respect to the media. Be the leader that this team is asking you to be. And answer questions at a press conference. We're not asking that much from you. We really are. Well, you're right. And I think... You know, this stuff gets tolerated when you win, and then really for the better part of a year and a half, all the Carolina Panthers have done was win. So, you know, the persona of Cam Newton after the season he had and the season the team had, I mean, up to this point, they were 17-1. and They were unbelievable. And they just got beat. They got beat tonight by a real good opponent that was ready for the challenge, and it was. We said it. It would be a tough task to hold this offense. And if you told me that 24 points was going to beat Carolina... I, I don't know if I would have agreed with you, only because you're looking at an offense the last two weeks has put up points at will. I mean, they're scoring every drive. And what did they do today? They couldn't they, – they, they, all Nothing. they did was muster up a touchdown and a field goal. And, you know, granted, there was a, a point after that. Well, you know what's funny about this game? People, I mean, a field goal miss. You, absolutely. And you're right. But And people said about this game, if there's going to be a blowout in this game, what did we all say? It'd be Carolina dominating this Denver team because they I couldn't mean, score enough an offense. They dominated tonight. You know, the last thing I thought would happen, and I picked the Broncos 23-20, but the last thing I thought would happen would be the Broncos would dominate this football game basically from start to finish. Yes, Carolina had their chances. I mean, the defense just you know, They were only down, uh, what was it, six points at halftime. It wasn't anything insurmountable. They were right there. But Denver's defense was tremendous. And not just tonight, the past two weeks as well, against Brady and Roethlisberger. Look at these numbers. Against Roethlisberger, Brady, and Al Camp, you combine those three games together defensively, they only allowed one touchdown pass. They had three interceptions, 13 sacks, and obviously... One of their forced fumbles resulted in a touchdown, and the other forced fumble that wasn't a touchdown, a couple plays later, C.J. Anderson ran it up the middle for the game-winning score. This Broncos defense is an all-time great defense. In the modern-day NFL, if you can construct a unit that's first in total defense the way the league is built today, and you can dominate you know, three potential Hall of Fame quarterbacks, we know Roethlisberger and Brady are going to the Hall of Fame, and if Newton keeps this up, he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame. To dominate them in the postseason like Denver did, that's just tremendous. And hats off to John Elway for really building this team. Two years ago, Dan, we saw them get smoked against the Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl 48 with the number one offense in football. Well, two years later, they built the number one defense in football. Hats off to John Elway. Tremendous job by this defense. The storyline's going to be all about Peyton, but if you watch the game, we all saw how great this Broncos defense really was. And their defense is tremendous, and it showed why they were the number one rated defense. And you're right, John Elway built this defense over the last couple of years. And it really all started when they took, uh, even before that, because obviously in the Super Bowl, Von Miller didn't play. But, you know, drafting Von Miller with the number two overall pick, Cam Newton goes number one. And who would have thought, what, four or five years later, these two meet in the Super Bowl. So I, I thought it was a great game. I really did. And I thought Carolina did just couldn't make enough plays. They just did not make enough plays tonight to win. And, you know, the fumbles, the turnovers, the costly mistakes, missing receivers, something we haven't seen this Carolina Panthers team do. It's not like this season, really, since la- the middle of last season. 
And, I mean, the Denver Broncos earned it tonight. They really earned it. And when was the last time Carolina really trailed or faced some real life? They haven't trailed in the playoffs. You know, you look at what they've been able to accomplish. They blew out Seattle. We talked about this on the pregame show a couple days ago. They really blew out Seattle. Seattle, we know they made a late run, but they were never really in jeopardy of losing that football game. They just totally dominated a really good football team at the Arizona Cardinals two weeks ago. And they had the long layover. They came out a little flat tonight. You know, we kind of talked about it on the show a couple days ago. Do you think maybe the long layover, the two weeks buildup, maybe got in Carolina's heads? They came out slow tonight. And that Broncos defense, they came out fast, ready to go. You blinked and it was 10 nothing. That's a good question. I don't know if it was the layover that got them, but I definitely think, and I saw this throughout media week, is that they were really caught up in the in the hoopla of the Super Bowl. And, and it kind of felt maybe, maybe, because, you, you know... Teams really look at their quarterback in these situations for leadership. And you look at Peyton Manning, and he's been here before. He, you know, he felt like maybe he had more of a gauge of, of how to, you know, when he met with his team, when he met with the team, how to go about uh, being in a Super Bowl. The guys had experience from a couple of years ago. It just seemed like Carolina, maybe, maybe, I'm just, from an outside perspective, got caught up in everything that is the Super Bowl and this week because, you're right, they came out really flat. And they haven't been flat in a really long time. And you wonder why. A lot of it's credit to the Denver Broncos, but the Carolina Panthers weren't weren't executing plays. You know, the handoffs, the draws out of the read option to uh, Jonathan Stewart. I mean, that, that to to muff that and you know to muff that a couple of times and not be able to master it and not be able to perform it when they've been doing that and they haven't had an issue doing it for the last year. They they just didn't make plays tonight. Were they stiff? They might have been a little stiff. It could have, it could have just been that the the bright lights maybe just got to Cam a little bit, got to this team a little bit. And part of it could be kind of what I was just saying, maybe not necessarily getting caught up in the bright lights of the Super Bowl, but the fact that they haven't been challenged in a long time. Let's go back to Week 17. You know, they won their Week 17 matchup. Obviously, they lost only one game in the regular season. But then they had the week off before the postseason started because they had the first round bye being the one seed in the NFC. They play their first round game in the divisional round. We talked about it against Seattle. Then they play the Cardinals, blow them out, two non-competitive football games on their way to the Super Bowl. Maybe the long layoff and the fact that, hey, they haven't played a real competitive football game, a close down-to-the-wire game in a long time, hurt them. Because when they had their chances late in this game, we saw it. When it, was, when it was 16-10 with four minutes left, Cam Newton had the ball around his own 20-yard line, took a big hit from that Bronco defense led by Von Miller, caught up the football, C.J. Anderson a couple plays later scores, and that's the end of the game. I the mean, game was over right the there. The Broncos never, I mean, excuse me, the Panthers never got into any sort of rhythm offensively. They really never got it going where they had two or three or four consecutive plays to drive them downfield. They had one drive where they did. And they got held up and had to kick a field goal, and that's the the field goal that made it t- uh, t- to make it you know t- uh, give them ten points. And they also had a missed field goal that didn't help. But that them. was that was a you know that was a forty four yard attempt. I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, you can't roll. You know, that's a tough kick. But again, they, they didn't put themselves in good positions to make plays, and the drops were brutal. That was the point Jericho I was gonna Cotri- make. He had like three of them. A Jericho Cotri- It was oh, not good. He was awful. And we and, love Jericho. And I love I love Jericho. Oh, well, you thought he'd be the MVP? I love, I, you know, in a joking bet, I. I said, I hope Jericho Cotri would be the MVP. Almost, who really should have had a catch at the beginning of the game. It was ridiculous that that wasn't mm. a grab, uh, that they overturned that. 
But in general, he had a tough catch in the front right uh, corner. That was a bad. That was a bad call. I mean, my, I know oh, Mike Carey. It was a catch. In the Mike Carey got it wrong because he said it was a catch. But you know, I'm the first one to get on Mike Carey. I thought it was funny that there was a prop bet on whether or not he'll get a call wrong. And I know people that did bet on that, including my uncle, who big time listener of the show. So give him give him some credit for tuning into this Wagner. one. Evan Wagner, of course, frequent caller, the caller, the whole thing. But. For real. I mean, that was a catch. And that was a, turned out to be a really big play in this game because Carolina challenges that play. They should have been rewarded. Well, no one knows if it's out. a catch anymore. But think about it. They lose a timeout, lose a challenge. But two plays later, the Von Miller's fumble happens, right. and it led to a, uh, a seven-point swing how right about, there for, for this Broncos offense. How about offense. the fact that the, Dem- that the Carolina Panthers were forced to take another challenge because they didn't rule that Manning was down by contact? And what ended up would have been a first down play. They ran out of challenges. They ran out of challenges in the first quarter, and really two plays. The first one was a catch. I mean, that's a catch by Kyle. That's even worse because it was clearly a catch. Nobody knows what's a catch anymore, and the NFL really has to work on this. I don't want to hear this this nonsense that you know we think the catch rule is in a good spot. Jericho had that. Dean Blandino saying, "Hey, you know, you know, we we just need to better communicate what constitutes a catch." Nobody knows what the heck a catch is anymore. The rule needs to be changed. It should be if it looks like a catch it is a catch i've been saying this for years if you don't know if it's a catch then it probably isn't a catch but if you think it's a catch like we all did everyone at our super bowl viewing party tonight said that's a catch and you know what i'm the first one to get on mike carry mike carry was wrong technically because the that call was, was called incomplete but that was a catch and he should have got that one right and it turned out to be a huge play because a couple plays later cam newton fumbles because of that strip sack by von miller and the turning point of the game allows denver to get up to a quick 10 nothing lead really changed the whole complexion gave the broncos i thought a lot of confidence that hey they belonged in this game their defense was ready to compete and go up against the mvp and cam newton well i think what the really the statement that they were here to play and that this was going to be a ball game three nothing cam newton drops back back in his own territory Von Miller, fumble, recovered, touchdown. Now it's 10 nothing, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is going to be a real good game. Because of the mischallenge. Because of the mischallenge, and, and some things just went the Broncos' way. And really, we said, the Carolina Panthers are not going to, I mean, excuse me, the Denver Broncos are not going to beat this offense of the Carolina Panthers in an offensive duel kicking field goals. Well, they're very fortunate that mistakes just were, came left and right by the Carolina Panthers because if the Carolina had any, any momentum or any execution and the Broncos defense for the slightest second uh, bent and Carolina would score a touchdown, Peyton Manning was not driving this game to win. And we love Peyton. We talked about it. He was not carrying this game to a win. If it came down to him having the ball in the, in the last minute of the game, they're not winning. It, it just he's, He hasn't shown that he can drive a team downfield quickly in a small amount of time since he's come back. He's not that quarterback anymore. He's a game manager. He was 13-23 tonight, 141 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. He's a game manager, which is fine, but the thing is they're very fortunate that their defense played so well and kept Carolina out of a rhythm because if Carolina got going offensively, this game would have been long over. I mean, and they just, just never they, 35, 40 points a game. easily, and they never got going, which is just unbelievable to think about. The number one scoring offense, led by Cam Newton, everyone thought it'd be his time to rise up with the whole country, the whole really the whole world watching Cam Newton go out there and perform. And Denver, to their credit, they never let him get going. Even when times when we thought Cam Newton, what did we think Cam Newton would be able to do in this game? We thought he'd be able to get around these pass rushers, escape the pocket. the pocket, he couldn't do it, pick up some big runs using his legs, and he had a couple. 
couple, but overall, Denver's defense did such a good job containing him and getting a, a conventional pass rush without having to send extra guys. Denver's secondary was up for the challenge. Obviously, we talked about Von Miller, the MVP of this football game, but their interior defensive lineman was great, too, and their other defensive end, DeMarcus Ware, he had a great game as well. I really thought this Denver defense was tremendous. Stewart in their secondary, their safety, he had a couple of nice plays out there. This Denver defense was tremendous, and you talked about it a little earlier, Dan, but Wade Phillips, first year back with Denver as their was, defensive coordinator. I mean, what a season. MVP of that defense, besides Von Miller, has got to be Wade Phillips. You know, you look at that Gary Kubiak, he runs the offense. We know he's an offensive guy. This defense is all Wade Phillips, and he just put together a marvelous unit. They blended together. They were the best defense in football without question all season long, and for them to play even better than they did in the regular season in the postseason, and get better after each game from Pittsburgh to New England to in the Super Bowl tonight against the Carolina Panthers, dominate Cam Newton and hit him on 43% of his dropbacks, that's a tremendous it's, performance, it, man. It has to be the pressure, and that's really none of the teams that Carolina has played up to this point, and really just looking in the short term in the playoffs, the Seahawks and the Cardinals had can bring the type of pressure and can bring the quality of pass rushers, uh, you talk about a DeMarcus Ware and a Von Miller, that the Broncos can come. I mean, if you just look at the Bronco, if you just look at the Panthers' last four games, on January 3rd, their season finale, they scored 38 points. The next week against the Seahawks, two weeks later in the divisional round, 31 points. 49 points two weeks ago. 10 points tonight. Unbelievable. The, the variable, the only variable. That's, that's got to be the lowest they scored all season. They won 17 games. No, it is. The, the second lowest they scored is 13 when they lost to the Falcons 20-13. to 13. And that was their only other loss. And that was their only other loss. So, but, but, the way I, but the thing I'm talking about is on the defensive side of the ball for the Panthers, I mean, it just they just couldn't get the job done. They, you know, they couldn't. Uh, offensively, they couldn't get the job done. And defensively, there were some opportunities for Josh Norman to have a few interceptions, and that could have changed field position a little bit. And they weren't able to make those plays. They left a lot of plays out on the field on both sides of the ball. They really did. And, and you look at this Carolina Panthers team, and the thing we would always say about them is they're going to run the ball. Cam Newton's going to escape the pocket. But Denver's defense did such a great job taking away their strengths. And we thought oh, it did. maybe it'd be a chess game. Cam would adjust. a good defensive team two weeks ago. A really good and defensive team. And lit them up. They scored 49 points. Lit them up. They spent a, 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 granted, this was the number one defensive football, but... I mean, the Cardinals have a great D. And Seattle, I mean, I know they're, they're not what they were, but they're no slouches either. They played yeah. two great defensive teams on their way to the Super Bowl, and then tonight they played the Broncos. And I don't want to say they laid an egg because I don't think, you know, I think you take away from Denver a little bit when you say that. But Denver's defense, they deserve all the credit. And I know all the talk is going to be about Peyton, and we'll get to it. He deserves it. He gets to go out as a champion if indeed it is I'm it. Absolutely and happy for him. I think That's we both know what he's done. This game. Of course. And you're going to remember Peyton Manning hosting, uh, hoisting, excuse me, another Lombardi trophy, his second one. He's 2 and 2 now in the Super Bowl. He's 14 and 13 in the playoffs. He's got 200 career wins. We know about his five time um, regular season MVP awards. He's one of the best quarterbacks. Ever see the sheriff, and how great is it to see him go out on top? But you know what? So many times in Peyton's career, he took teams that didn't deserve to go as far as they went, as far as he could, and they would lose, and he'd get the blame for it. Well, you know what? For the first time in his career, 
He didn't have to be the guy. You know, Denver's defense rose up around him. Their running game rose up around him and put him in a situation where he could be a game manager in the last year of his career at age 39 and then go off into the sunset. So, you know, anyone that wants to get on Peyton Manning and say, hey, he doesn't deserve it, you know what, there were a lot of times in Peyton's career, in fact, most of his career, where he didn't have this good of a defense backing him. So he deserves it. He gets the opportunity to go off into the sunset. And something we were talking about off the air, how about the fact that now he's been to four Super Bowls with four different head coaches? Unbelievable. It's an unbelievable feat. And yeah, he's going to be remembered for this. He's going to be remembered, like we said at the beginning of the show, at the top of the show, in Broncos history as a great Bronco, like John Elway was thought of. You know, he's probably going to go out a winner. And, you know, it, it really is emotional because it's it, you, we've watched Peyton Manning. I've watched Peyton Manning my whole life. And now, you know, that's it. He's done and most likely done. And he, I'm happy he was able to win a Super Bowl and really quiet the critics because he really – he always gets knocked for his playoffs. Because he's not Brady. Because he's not Brady. He gets knocked because he's not Brady. And he gets knocked because he hasn't had the success in the playoffs when most times he runs into Brady in the playoffs. He got the Super Bowl, and he will forever be remembered for this. And I think also winning this Super Bowl, and if he goes out this way, it will wipe away – uh, I think a little bit from losing to the Saints in the Super Bowl, and then a couple of years ago getting absolutely plummeted and destroyed. I by think the it, I, and I, I think it quiets that. I part. agree, and I think it's the way he did it as well. You know, he had to go through I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. But, but just, he had to go through Tom look, Brady. Look at the GM. Look at John Elway. Uh, John Elway was was considered a, a, a flunk. Was considered a, a he lost guard. three Super Bowls. He lost three Super Bowls and got killed. You know, they got killed. And Peyton only lost two. And Peyton two lost two. two. And, th- and how do you remember Elway? How do we look back? Two-time champion. Two-time champion. Going off into the sunset. Going off into the sunset. Bingo. And that's, that's the way Peyton we're going to remember Peyton. And that's why he's going to retire. Well, what's interesting about Peyton, and he, he's the first one we'll ever have in this spot. No one has done what he's done. The fact that, hey, you know what? You're going to remember him for being a cult. He'll probably go into the Hall of Fame as a member of the Indianapolis Colts, and rightfully so. But when you think of all-time great quarterbacks, I know Joe Namath played for the L.A. Rams at the end of his career. Montana played for the Chiefs, far with the Jets and the Vikings. You are not going to remember the fact that those quarterbacks played with those teams. We don't about Namath. We don't about Montana. We won't about Favre. Peyton Manning, he won a Super Bowl as the starting quarterback of the Broncos and went to another one in the same year he threw 55 touchdown passes. You are going to remember Peyton Manning as not just quarterback of the Colts, but as quarterback of the Denver Broncos as well. And I think that's so cool. And you know what the thing is? is We've seen throughout the course of NFL history, guys go to other teams. We saw Montana go to the Chiefs. You know, you mentioned Joe Namath and the Rams. And you see these guys, and they never have success anywhere else. Uh, it's other quarterbacks who go to my fourth, got the Jets to a winning what, Exactly what I was just Almost, saying. almost took the Minnesota Vikings to a Super Bowl. But you don't hear about it. But he didn't. You don't hear about no. it. He didn't get them there. You know, Montana almost took the Chiefs to a Super Bowl. Don't hear about and it. we don't even remember when Joe Montana... But now, what are we going to remember Peyton Manning as? Quarterback of the Colts and quarterback of the Broncos. He'll go into the Hall of Fame as a member of the Indianapolis Colts, and he should. No one would dispute that. But... I mean, it's what we've been saying. Absolutely. You're going to think of him not only as Colts quarterback, but as a Denver Broncos quarterback. He took him to two Super Bowls. He went to the playoffs every year. He was under center for them. He threw 55 touchdowns, set the record, and that year they played the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, won an MVP with the Broncos. And, hey, guess what? He now has a ring with the Denver Broncos. So Peyton Manning, as much as you'll remember him for his time with the Indianapolis Colts, when they play his NFL Films documentary and they show the highlights, He's going to be hoisting that Vince Lombardi trophy wearing a Denver Bronco jersey. And I think that's so cool because we just don't have any other quarterback in NFL history 
That's won two championships as a starting quarterback with two different teams. It's a great feat, and I'm, I'm happy he was able to do it. Thought a couple of years ago he might be able to do it, and then they lost in the Super Bowl. But to get back there, I think to get back there the way they did, and the fact that you know he had such a bad season. I mean, Peyton, this is really the tale of two seasons. Uh, before he got hurt, and it was a nightmare, and it seemed like, oh, my God, the Denver Broncos are, are, are on a free fall uh, straight to the ground. That's what it looked like. Osweiler come in, and, and we, we talked about this off the air before. Give Brock Osweiler a lot of play, credit. You know, I know we joked around that he played in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but he was a big part of this team. He came in and really held the fort down for a team with high expectations. It wasn't like he came into a team that had four or five wins and was a bottom feeder in the AFC. This was a team that had aspirations to go to a Super Bowl, and he held the fort down and, for and, a few weeks. In yeah. all likelihood, he's going to take over next year and be this team's starting quarterback because you know Denver's not going to bring Peyton back. Peyton's probably going to retire anyway. But it's just... It, and it's it just... you got to give him credit because you're right. If, think about this. If Brock Osweiler doesn't beat New England on that Sunday night game in the snow when New England was undefeated at the time... Denver not only doesn't get the one seed, but if they don't get the one seed, they're not hosting New England in the AFC exactly. Championship game. And I and said this at the time, I don't, think, the I don't think there's a chance that Denver would go into New England and beat They're Tom Brady at Gillette right. Stadium. The fact that they played the game at home and New England had to travel cross-country and play that game on the road where they're still a great team, but they're not what they are at home when they're the most dominant team in football at home, the New England Patriots are, made a huge difference. So Brock Osweiler deserves credit. We know Peyton Manning is on his way out and couldn't be happier, but now it's going to be Brock Osweiler's team. He's a free agent. I'm sure they'll bring him back. Not any, uh, any other big-time options out there. So, you're right. Brock Osweiler, you know, we, we talked about it uh, several times over the course of our show how it was funny how he got into a Super Bowl a couple years, he, he, years he ago. He was a part of this. But he was a part of this team. He, if you he know, comes in. He needed to have a good backup, if, and he was. He really does. And, and if he comes in and plays like trash, they're, they're, they're done. I mean, he kept them afloat. Granted, the AFC was pretty weak uh, for a lot of things. I know there was, there was a, lot, there's a lot of good teams, but, I mean, what's – because of the way the divisionals, the division panned out, you know they were they were at, at a front rate to win the division. I know they were for the most part they were they they had to keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know they had to keep the pace. It's not like if they fell off they could guarantee a wild card. At the time, they needed good quarterback play, and they got that win against New England. And it was a great win. I think that was where the season completely turned around. And. Everything just went their way since then. I mean, Manning comes back. We didn't even think we'd see Manning again. What a story. A month ago, we didn't think we'd see him again, ever. We're like, this is it. Manning's done. And then, boom, he's in there, leads him to a win that ended up securing the one seed and leads him to a Super Bowl. You don't write it up better than that. It really is unbelievable. It really is. I mean, Peyton Manning leads him to a 7-0 start. Then he has the game where he throws four. And he was four. awful. What? They were 7-0, and he was awful. He, I mean, Peyton Manning's regular season numbers, nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions, but he led them to a 7-0 start. He had that game against the Chiefs where he was terrible, threw like four or five interceptions out of his 20 pass attempts, got benched for Brock Osweiler. Then he gets hurt. Osweiler does okay, does some good things, does some bad things. They go back to Peyton Manning. He secures a win in the final week of the regular season, and then next thing you know, he's in the Super Bowl, he game manages his way to a Super Bowl ring, and we're never going to remember him being this game manager, and we're going to be remembering him as a two-time champ. And you wait, another thing you won't remember, you won't remember his regular season. No, no. one gives a flying you-know-what about his it regular season. It doesn't matter. Season. It doesn't matter. They won a Super Bowl, just like it didn't matter that, and you said it off the air, that John Elway's stats in the 98 Super Bowl were very comparable to Manning's stats tonight, you don't even hear about it. John Elway didn't throw a touchdown in his last Super Bowl. And he Bowl threw a win. pick. 
Just yeah. like Peyton did. So I threw for less yards than you know Peyton did. Peyton deserves it. I can't think of a guy who really deserved it to get another ring and, and to take the Broncos there. I know, you know, the the Broncos took a huge, huge risk in bringing him in. You, it's a huge risk. I mean, they, they said for the next three, four, five years, you're our guy. And this guy, and he sat out a year as 36-year-old quarterback. He didn't even play the previous year. It, it was a gamble. We talked about it. We were like, we don't want anything to do with Peyton Manning for the Jets, blah, 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 because just the Jets' luck, he comes in and he his arm is done and his shoulder's done. He can't throw. Listen, that was that was all John Elway. And he deserves a lot of credit. The fact that he, and remember how hard he recruited Manning to come here, I mean, it was, it couldn't have worked out better. Well, now you side. look at his time in Denver, and I think they even did. if the Broncos they did. It couldn't have worked lost, out better for either even if they lost this game tonight, though, I think you would still look at Peyton Manning's time in Denver as a success. He gave you four great years. He gave you a chance to win a Super Bowl twice. But you know what? The fact that they won this game, overwhelming success. And it goes back to what we were just saying about Peyton. He'll be remembered not just for being a Colts quarterback, but now for being a Broncos quarterback as well. Pretty cool. He did it. And really just a great feat. And... I know we have a little bit more to get to on the program, some some commercials to talk about, Drake, the T-Mobile, obviously the Super Bowl 50 halftime show featuring Coldplay, Bruno Mars, and of course, Beyonce. We'll get to all that right after these words. It's the Asma Butik Show. We're recapping Super Bowl 50 right here on ICTV.org and on iTunes. Unflippable, unflappable, unleakable. The Gus Buster is the only umbrella that won't flip inside out, rip, tear, or leak capable of withstanding winds over 55 miles per hour. All of our umbrellas are constructed of the finest quality materials and backed by a limited lifetime guarantee. What are you waiting for? Visit GusBuster.com and get your GusBuster today. The Asmin and Budic Show is presented by Wings Over Ithaca and GusBuster Umbrellas. Back here on the Asman and Butik Show, Dan Butik alongside Jake Asman from Los Angeles. Talking a little Super Bowl 50 final score drive. From L.A. From 3.30 LA. Super right. Bowl start time today. How about that? It was, it was, oh, it was, it was great. great. It was great. Broncos, I mean, it allows us to sit here and, and do this podcast. Oh, absolutely. Broncos take the win 24-10 in dominating fashion, really, on the defensive side of the ball. Peyton Manning gets his second Super Bowl ring. And Cam Newton acts like a, acts like a baby after. Acts like a baby. Cam Newton... Um, not showing uh, really uh, his his great side at the end. I know it's tough when you lose a Super Bowl. Just a bad luck. When you're the quarterback, and you really when you're on a team, you know you got to hold yourself in the highest professional standard. He did not, you know, do that, and it's a shame. But you know, again, that's a different story for a different day. Broncos win 24-10. And just switching up a little lighter stuff. What did you think of the commercials this year? You know, there were a couple of them that I thought were, were pretty funny. Uh, I know you, you really were high on the Doritos commercial. I thought uh, that was a good one. I thought it was funny. Uh, I re- I like the T-Mobile one with Drake a lot. But i got to be honest, overall, Dan, I thought most of the commercials, it, they were kind of underwhelming. You know, I didn't think any of them were that special. A couple of them were good. A couple of them made me chuckle. I kind of expect more. It gets so overhyped. You know, companies are paying $5 million for 30-second commercial spots. I thought it was a show that 
you know, maybe would have had a couple more like classic commercials. I, thought, I wasn't a big fan of the commercials. I thought maybe we'd the get Doritos a, one. I think, yeah, right. it was our. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, again, I, I, we we were talking about this before. It seems like every year it gets worse. They get worse. At least every year in the last ten years, I feel like every year it's like some of them are funny. Uh, Budweiser's been doing great. Where's GoDaddy? Where was, did you uh, notice no GoDaddy? Where was the Clydesdale tonight? Oh yeah. You know, Budweiser had a commercial, but and also no I was, Clydesdale. I was shocked. Um, uh, no, a most interesting man in the world commercial. Yeah, yeah. I thought we'd get a most interesting man in the world commercial. I definitely thought we would get a GoDaddy. I mean, GoDaddy's been like a staple point of the Super Bowl. That's back when the commercials were still pretty good. Yeah, but Go no, Daddy. I feel like the last couple of years, even there's been GoDaddy. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely been a main staple. They're gone. Budweiser's come down the scene with their sobby commercials with that dog and the horse, and they had a, just a very corporate commercial. Uh, I, really you know what I thought too. Uh, let me get your thoughts on this. I thought for sure we'd see a presidential nominee commercial for you know either someone on the Republican side You're or right. the Democrat I didn't even side. Think about that. Didn't get a Rubio. Didn't get a Trump. Didn't get a Clinton. Didn't get a Bernie Sanders. Didn't get a Jeb Bush. I really thought that hey, why not advertise to the entire country? You know, 175 million people watching the Super Bowl. They say maybe even more. Who knows? I really thought we might see a presidential ad. We Absolutely. didn't see any. No, pre- I didn't even think of that, but that's a good point. No Especially pre- in an election year. I, I'm shocked. Yeah, no presidential ads, and I'm trying to think what else. I, I just, again, I, I, the commercials didn't draw me in. You know, they, they, I just wasn't, I wasn't a big big fan of the commercials this year. And really, I, like I said, I feel like every year they get a little, a little worse, and, and they're just, I'm just, uh, I've had enough of them. Part of it for me, too, is I, I'm a big social media person, so during the commercials, I like to check Twitter to see what people are saying about the game. I like to see what's going on, maybe share my thoughts with the followers, our followers on the Azrin Budic Show. You know, I'm not as focused into the commercials, but the people that are, and you know what's annoying too? If you're at any Super Bowl party, the minute the commercial starts, everyone's like, shh, gotta be quiet, gotta be quiet, gotta watch well, the commercials. I mean, well, the game's on, everyone's talking. I'm trying to hear Jim Nance and Phil Sims. Hello, friends, the yeah, whole but, thing. You know, and that's just the nature of the commercials. They, they've really taken a life of its own. And, and the worst thing, pump up the, the volume on they, them, they, which they, is a pain. And but that, oh yeah, well that's a, yeah, that could be annoying too. But the thing is, the commercials are so hyped up, and I think we expect so much more. And that's why every year they get more hype, and every year they seem like they're disappointed. It's underwhelming. And and then you go online and you see like the YouTube videos, like best commercials of 2015 Super Bowl, and you or last year, and, and like I was I was on online and just searching it, and I, I didn't think any of the commercials were that funny or that good. I didn't, I didn't really laugh at anything. They haven't been for a while. Yeah, I mean, there were a few good ones. The Amy Schumer and... Yeah, that was, that was funny. That was funny. I, I like seeing the celebrities in one. The Mark Goldblum one was pretty Oh, funny. I'll tell you what I really like. The Odell Beckham commercial. Oh, I that thought was, that was actually funny. Jack Goldblum, excuse me. It, I thought that was very funny when, uh, you know, they're throwing the, the, the flowers. Oh, and, that was funny. You know, she, she's Odelling it. And she's and OBJ. And OBJ's like, yeah, she's out of bounds. Eh, you know, she might have been out of bounds. Yeah. I thought that was, that was a good commercial. Clever, yeah. I just, again, nothing really stuck out. I wasn't a big fan. The halftime show I thought was phenomenal. I was really... We'll get to that right now. I, I thought it was very good. I mean, as a halftime show, you want to be entertained. Were you not entertained seeing Beyonce to have a dance-off with Bruno Mars? Oh, it was great. I thought Chris Martin and Coldplay were really good. People get on Coldplay a lot. A lot of people on Twitter just bash Coldplay. I don't see why. Coldplay has a lot of really good songs. They, What's they wrong with Coldplay? Have, they do have a lot of really good songs, but I think people... Are, What's the hate against Coldplay? No, it's I don't not get hate. it. It's just that a lot of people think they're not big enough, they're not mainstream enough to... Uh, do a Super Bowl? Do a, do a Super Bowl. Well, I, if you remember, last year, I wanted... I, I even predicted... I really thought Taylor Swift 
would be the performer oh, be for Super Bowl 50, especially after Katy Perry did last year, Super Bowl 49. I thought Super Bowl 50, they'd go after Taylor Swift. But the fact they that got they, Beyonce, which is, you know, the, that kind of star. The fact they got Beyonce, and I think Bruno Mars was such a hit a uh, couple years ago. Well, he was ago. really good at Super Bowl and 48. he was pretty good tonight, too. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, good. I thought the camera... It looked like he was wearing was a garbage bag, though. Oh, well... It looked like he was just for. It looked like I don't. I, really, I don't I know who these people I thought the halftime show was cool too. When they showed other halftime shows from the previous Super Bowl, that was cool. And then they showed. And they showed some highlights from Super Bowl. I thought the halftime show was very good this year. I really do. I don't think. I don't think there was a, anything bad about it. No, you, know, you want to be entertained. You got to entertain. I mean, Beyonce's Beyonce. You put Beyonce out oh, there. She's always the only thing I, I, you know, the only thing about Beyonce that I wanted, I wanted to see Jay Z out there. You know, Jay Z a couple years ago didn't go out when Beyonce performed Super Bowl Forty Seven Ravens uh, against the Forty ers from New Orleans. I thought maybe Super Bowl Fifty would get Jay Z. I really liked. I thought the stage was great. Like it wasn't it was too cool. high. It wasn't too low. There was a lot. They were interacting a little bit. The camera was great, and the dance off, the back and forth. It was uh, really. I'll say this, credit to whoever directs the Super Bowl halftime show. Think about those cuts you have to make going in and out, especially trying to get the dance off. You're taking a cut on Beyonce, quickly cutting back to Bruno Mars. That's not easy to do. You know, Being someone that is a television radio major at Ithaca College and seeing the, the yeah, hardworking directors at Ithaca try and direct programs firsthand, to think about the magnitude of what those guys have to do, guys and Absolutely. girls, of course. No I mean, you know, hat tip to those people. Tremendous job. I mean, the crew for CBS in general, I thought did a really good job with the different camera angles and the different I vantage they did points. A great job. And the honestly, with the replays they were good. The game, and I know to see yeah, that. Great job. I know Phil Sims gets ripped a lot. I didn't think Phil Sims was bad. I didn't think Nance was bad tonight. I thought fine. it was fine. They were fine. They were fine. They were what I, they were what I expect. See, you know, when you go into hello friends, hello friends. You know, they go into what you expect. They're their flagship team. Uh, when you talk about that's TV never going to change. Never going to change as long as they're both want to do it. And I thought I, I really thought it was a good a job well done by CBS. I, I didn't. Uh, people get on Phil Sims. There was no power outage. Well, that's true. Last time CBS had the game was the power outage at Super Bowl Forty Seven right, that we yeah. were just talking about. But I don't know. Overall, good halftime show. Commercials a little bit underwhelming. Game. I mean, it was great to see Peyton win, but the actual game. It's not like we're talking about an instant all time no, great classic. Not like last year. No, I mean, I don't think anything will top the last five minutes of last year. And then, of course, Super Bowl Forty Two with the Giants, the Patriots. Both this times they great, played. This was a good game. This I was, enjoyed. Watching. It was a good football game. And I like the defensive back. If it was Carolina reversed did. in Carolina, one twenty four ten, we would have been bored. I wasn't bored because it was nice seeing Peyton Manning get this win yeah. right off so the side. A lot of people like the offense. You know, you talk about Cam Newton and Peyton Manning and the battle with the quarterbacks. And the story really all week. You know, people talked about the defense, but it was the battle with the quarterbacks, and it was the defenses that took place. It was a great game, and uh, definitely. Uh, a good Super Bowl, I thought. And no question about it. But, Dan, this has been a lot of fun. Um, happy birthday. I hope it was a good one. You're 21 now. You can enjoy your first ever sip of beer. I know you have earlier today, so it's good to hear all about that. But this was a lot of fun, obviously. Always great when the Super Bowl falls on your birthday. I think last time it was on your birthday, was it the Colts Saints Super Colts Bowl? Colts Saints Super Bowl, and Peyton was in it, coincidentally. So when will that be? Seven years from now, it will fall on your it's birthday like every, again? It's every six years. Six yeah. or seven. Depends on the leap year. Exactly. Yeah. It depends on the leap year. But it was, again, great birthday. And really, I, I enjoyed, I was happy. I wanted to see Peyton get that win and go off into the sunset. Well, thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate you spending some time listening to this post-game podcast all about Super Bowl 50. It's a lot of fun for us to do it. And thank you for all the great feedback we've gotten uh, from everyone listening into us while we record our shows all semester long from Los Angeles, California. That's about all we have. You can follow our show if you want to keep up with the Asman Budic Show and when we're going to be Asman recording Budic some show. podcasts. Yep, at Asman Budic Show. Dan's personal Twitter, 
excuse me, it's just his name, at Dan Budick. My personal Twitter is my name, at Jake Asman. And you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Just search us on your podcast app. Hit the subscribe button. You'll be able to get all our shows that we've done over the past. But, Dan, a lot of fun once again. Happy birthday, and we'll do it again soon. Absolutely. It was a great Super Bowl. And looking forward to Super Bowl 51. Hopefully the Jets will be in. Hey, from your lips to God's ears. I hope so. We'll find out. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Asman and Budic Show. To keep up with the guys, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter with the handle at Asman Budic Show.